Hello, everyone, and you know what time it is. It's time for River Do's and River Don'ts, the Riverdale Review Podcast, where we watch an episode of Riverdale. We point out our highlight, our River Do, our low light, the pits of our despair, the nadir of the episode, our River Don't, and we bring light to the weekly weird, that little thing that keeps us coming back to Riverdale and scratching our head. That is, of course, after an extended summary of the goings-ons of the episode, I am your host, Quinn. I am another host, Rob. And I am another host, Arlie. And today we're here to talk about Season 3, Episode 13, Chapter 48, Requiem for a Welterweight, directed by Tanya McKiernan and written by the goat, Michael Grassi. <laughs> That's a mainstay, Michael Grassi. Uh, this one's not very good. It's a piece of shit. It's belongs in the slop. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we, we shall number its sins on the other side of some music. We open on a greasy breakfast montage as Jughead exposits while asleep. Ah, uh, my first note of uh, the episode is wet, wet bacon. That's the wettest bacon I think I've ever seen. It is disquieting in its apparent texture. Uh, Jughead is definitely doing noir narration it's in It's basically his sleep. a noodle. He could be slurping it. Ugh. He get that bacon, he get that egg, and he's like... <laughs> you know, like a thick ramen noodle? Yeah... For our listeners with audio processing uh, issues, Quinn asks for forgiveness rather than permission. Um, yep. So the narration cuts off when his mom wakes him up. It literally was him doing it in his sleep. Like it is cinematically framed as him doing noir narration about his current situation while sleeping. So do you think that he just dreams in noir narration? That is what is apparent. And then like he wakes up and he has to reboot and keeps doing it for the rest of the day. It, it does interrupt. The transition from unconsciousness to consciousness stops the narration. Um, really makes you think. Anyway, <laughs> over fruity munch cereal. Uh, that's one for Arlie's list. Shit, I didn't even notice that. It's okay. got like the fruity pebbles font, but it says fruity oh, man. munch. All right, adding it to the list as we speak. Uh, Betty observes her mother's wedding dress wrapped in plastic. I, uh, I'm sorry wrapped in plastic god like damn it. laura palmer's corpse alice is having it altered for her future baptism into the farm uh-oh veronica is called in to discuss something with hiram to some very nightmare on elm street style music naturally he wants to talk about the missing drugs hiram sees serpents crawling out of the woodwork and expects that there is a conspiracy Jarchi are at Pops, and we get the sense that they are a very busy couple who have trouble finding time. And I have in my notes here in parentheses, these scenes are extremely brief. Yeah, they're just fucking pumping them out. Pump, 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 pump. It's like they set up a scene, and they film one exchange of dialogue or one idea, and they're like, that's it, we're breaking. Ah, we it, got an idea. Cut the cut the tape. It's very odd. Like it's just rapid fire, very little progression. Yeah, it is made clear to us that Archie has become addicted to boxing. Oh yeah, he he can't he can't get enough. Uh, Bughead discuss Alice's weird newfound caginess about the farm and meet with the serpents, who lament it, that all the girl serpents are peepees now. It's very funny to me because it gets talked about like Alice is newly shutting Betty out 
about farm stuff, but I feel like that's been her tactic for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like, that feels like it's been her stance on the farm almost the entire season. She's like, you want to do the farm? And Betty was like, no, that shit freaks me out. And Alice is like, okay, well, then fuck you. Yeah, yeah that's, that's pretty much been it's, it. It's, uh, but she's also, like, waxed poetic about it a lot and tried to get Betty to join. I think what this is is it's one of those things where you can look at the picture and it's either a lady or a duck. <laughs> Uh, and they're like, well, we've been completely inconsistent with it so far, so I think we can get away with defining it any way we want in this scene. Yeah, Fangs, when he says pretty poisons in this scene, he says it, he says it like pretty, and it, it apparently was significant <laughs> enough when I was watching the episode that I felt the need to write that down. Um, but yes, all the girls are peepees now. Yes, the, uh, the peepee train has a full head of steam here. God damn it. Archie trains in boxing with Mr. Keller, which is basically my sexuality. He wants a real fight. Keller tells him he's not ready due to his lack of uh, knowing a single thing about how boxing works. <laughs> um, he wants to know if boxing is a viable option for him going forward. But you, Archie, you don't learn boxing by just getting your face broken by someone who is untouchable to you. Like, you actually have to learn. Uh, that does not seem to be uh, Archie's bag, though, learning. I guess we do have three seasons of evidence for that. Yeah, can we cite a single time in this entire show where Archie has learned literally anything? Mm. I can't think of anything. It's it's rough. Mm -hmm. He learned how We're to on... uh, put a gun in a toilet. He did. At some point. That may have been an instinct. <laughs> they may have him just following his nature, you know? Like... Yeah, that doesn't even seem like a learned behavior. And here we see the Archie returning the gun to its native toilet. <laughs> and the cycle of nature continues. <laughs> Veronica approaches Gladys, warning her that Hiram's back is up. And Gladys offers to ease her dad a bit in exchange for her spying on her father. Weirdly, she refuses, despite constantly doing so for free for practically the entire run of the show so far for some purpose or another. Gladys rightly points out that if she doesn't end up Riverdale's new drug queen pen, that Hiram will be the one on top and literally no one wants that. Yeah, Veronica's like, no, I, I will not spy on my father for you. Because this scene needs conflict. I will only spy on my father for myself, and I won't, I, I won't lessen my debt by doing that. Yes, I will not so allow it to benefit that. me. <laughs> me. Mafia boyfriend has a boxer that he wants to do some squash fights with at the gym, and as much as Archie wants a fight, he's not into the idea of throwing one. But the money, it turns out, is quite convincing. Yeah, I mean, this is an example of has Archie learned anything in terms of he was being told to throw fights earlier in the season. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like they're trying to build a character arc or something. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Terrifying thought. Veronica wants Hiram to focus on the incarceration market rather than drugs because it's legal. And I'm like, holy shit, Veronica. <laughs> Dang. That's yeah. dark. Veronica's like, pro-prison, so hate that. I enjoy the idea of my dad making lots of money on a private prison doing slave labor. Super like, cool and good. That's not great. And the, But the conversation ends in an amazing way. So she's like, how about just the jail stuff instead of drugs? And then Hiram's like, okay, I hear you, but hear me out. What about if we sold drugs? <laughs> <laughs> He literally is just like, yeah, but the drugs, though. Like, it's such a weird... Like, the conversation is so weird. I mean, me too, but not 
Not quite like that. Because just she's like, I don't want you to sell drugs, and he's like, okay. But, but what I if need I sold sell drugs, drugs though? <laughs> just consider selling drugs. But the conversation framed it as if he was like offering an interesting or insightful <laughs> alternative to what she was saying, and that is not what happened. No, it's very, very not strange. even close. Jughead then invites Tony Topaz and presumably Cheryl back into the Serpents, but she only wants in if she gets to be the queen. As the old saying goes, better to reign in the peepees than serve in the Serpents. I hate it here. Uh, Betty discovers that the farm has an absolutely brutal waiver that they have people sign before getting baptized. That seems good and okay. Like, we're not, we're not culpable if you fucking die, because we're definitely not a cult. Veronica reports on Hiram's plans to Gladys, which is what she said she would not do in the previous scene between these two characters. Uh, and if there was some sort of, like, her changing her mind thing, I missed it. I don't could... think that there was a conversation about that. I feel like <laughs> it just happened, and then she did something completely different than what she said she was going to do. Yeah. Keller is furious that Archie has taken this stupid fight. Fair. Cheryl begins training the peepees to shoot motherfuckers with arrows. And Tony is upset about the uh, disrespect inherent in Jughead's offer of uh, being brought back into the serpent fold. Being once again embraced by the coils. Oh, God. It's not going to work for me, bro, is basically what she said. Fangs and Sweet Pea then get jumped by a crew of peepees led by Cheryl. And there is... Unless I'm missing it, there's, like, literally a gang war happening now because Jughead offered to let Tony back in to Because the they just, they they really said, we're going to make Cheryl, Cheryl is her name, we're going to make Cheryl a villain for literally no reason at all. And we're going to get more of that. Uh-huh. I hate it. Makes me mad. There's a intern that has to walk over in the writer's room to the little sign on the wall that's like days since we totally fucked up a female character's characterization for no reason and it goes back to zero and it only got to like 0.5 before that (laughs) yeah they don't even make it a whole day the last zero was hanging on by like a little corner you just taped it back up it hurts gladys suggests that jughead Go ahead and recruit the now leaderless ghoulies for the coming intergender gang war that I cannot stress enough is happening now. (laughs) At least Tony isn't happy about Cheryl's insane overreaction, and she lays down some clear boundaries about her position as leader. It's my gang, not your gang. It's my gang. I mean, it is impolite to buy somebody a gift and then, like, keep using it. I know, but also, like, it's... None of this is how gangs work, I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, no. no. And no. also, like, these are these are people. Um, uh-huh. I, j- uh, <laughs> I have a lot of problems with all of this. It's a weird, it's a weird story arc. Uh, Georgie then, again, misconnections, this time due to the squash fight. Josie does not like the idea of Archie getting his ass kicked for money, but Archie, I think rightly, points out that his options are limited as an ex-con who recently walked out on the SATs. Which is just an amazing thing for, like, what, a 16-year-old to say? Yeah, like, 16 or 17. I think they might be in their junior year now. So mm-hmm. they're probably, like, 16, like 17 at 17, the I would reckon. I was 16 in my junior year, but I was also a little baby man who skipped I first grade. I so. didn't go to my junior year. You didn't, I was you, done. Didn't, 
You didn't like, do that. I, I was on the young side of things. I'm just assuming that the characters are on the older side of everything because it's less uncomfortable. Yeah, like average or a little bit older than average. So yeah, like 17-ish. Yeah. Anyway, he's uh, a teenager. Is, yeah, he is a teenager who's already got a lot of life lived. Uh <laughs> And yet has learned literally nothing. Uh, Josie's pep talk about Archie's sense of self-worth may lead to him trying to actually win the fight and getting his balls cut off is my concern uh, at this point in the episode. Because it is Mafia boyfriend. It is not not just like nice, friendly casino guy. Yeah. Right. And that's his main character trait. He likes to cut people's balls off. That's mm. true. Yes. They show it on screen and everything. You can't get enough. Elio the nut man, they call him. <laughs> That <laughs> shouldn't have been funny. Quinn, do you know the Nutton Man? <laughs> well, hold on, the Nutton Man's different. No. That's when Elio busts. That's something else. Or is that his cousin whose main character trait is constantly busting? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, you're worried that if Archie doesn't throw the fight, he's going to garrote the scrote. Yeah, exactly. He's just been looking for an excuse, honestly. Uh, anyway, Betty approaches Kevin with her research the farm project that she wants to do now. But uh, turns out the farm has its hooks in Kevin now. Evelyn, having moved in on Kevin's vulnerability in the wake of Moose's being written off the show. <laughs> Boo! Is, is this where Very Kevin weird. says cute gay farmies? Yeah. Is that, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a phrase that is said on the show. It sure is. Sure is. Jughead then gets FP's agreement to leave the serpents largely alone, which will booster booster will bolster, <laughs> which will bolster their recruitment efforts, knowing that the uh, the fuzz will not be bothering them. Hiram reveals that he is planning a parlay with Gladys Jones, which will just go great for everybody, I'm sure. Veronica tries to threaten Gladys, which is frankly embarrassing to watch. Mafia boyfriend isn't interested in losing a shitload of money and points out that Archie will in fact be getting his balls cut off if he doesn't show up or if he tries to win the fight. You tried to renege on a deal with the nut man. (laughs) (laughs) Says Elio. You know what happened. Jughead discovers the ghoulies are an endangered species now, mostly absorbed by the gargoyles at this point, and goes to meet with their interim leader. Uh, this guy's vibes are extremely dedicated. Well, hold on. They we are... have to talk about his name first, don't we? It's Kurtz, right? Huh. That's well, Yeah, I wonder if that's a reference to anything. Could it be like from the book Heart of Darkness or the later film Apocalypse Now? Mayhaps, mm, by perhaps. chance? Someone who is leading a marooned group of soldiers somewhere and has turned them into a cult-like structure. Mm -hmm. Do you get it? Like (laughs) the book and the later movie film? Oh, God. Um, I mostly hate Kurtz because, unfortunately, this is exactly the type of guy that I would be, like, ridiculously in love with in high school. I'm sorry to hear that. Not because of his personality, but because he looks like a walking corpse. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... And I hate that for me a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The vibes, though. Mm-hmm. Like, this this setting, this hideout, it looks like it's it's basically a smack warehouse full of masked teens playing G&G beneath a forest of hanging doll parts. I couldn't tell what 
they were. It was the scene sh- is shot so darkly. It is really I, dark. It's just like sense of vague anything. hanging shapes. And I'm I, like, are those carrots? Are you growing <laughs> tubers? I, yeah, the I thought that they might nutrition. be like bones or something. Um, Dildos. So, oh god! So very fun to see our, our different interpretations of it. Yeah, I, um. I was gonna say little known fact: gargoyles primarily subsist on carrots, but now I'm gonna upgrade it to gargoyles primarily subsist on dildos. Mm-hmm. Um, boil them, mash them, stick them in a god stew. Damn it! You should not boil your dildos. I mean, uh, it's it's doll parts, is what it is. Oh, uh, I have two notes here. And they are, one, you can't make nerds look sinister at all. No. And two, uh, and I don't remember what this was actually about. I just wrote, nice Saw reference. Hmm. Don't remember what the reference was. Hope it was for this scene. I probably should have rewatched this episode. Maybe so. Uh, Maybe <laughs> more recently, so. but that's okay. Uh, Kurtz is not motivated by Jughead's offer because it turns out he is a Gargoyle King true believer. So this whole thing's a bust. Mm-hmm. You think this is a fucking game, he asks. I'll yeah. cut your fucking balls off, you little piece of shit, he says. He does try to be very threatening. Taking lessons from the nut man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Archie comes clean to Keller, which is shocking to me. So fucking refreshing. He's not lying and dissembling. He's literally asking an adult for help and being honest about how he has fucked up, which as badly and stupidly as he's fucked up, I do think is character development. He did learn maybe one thing, kind of. So congratulations, Archie, for that. He learned that uh, by getting mauled by a bear. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a friggin' bear. A Let's friggin' be clear. bear. <laughs> Gladys and Hiram do their meeting. Gladys offering a truce, tellingly similar to Veronica's prior offer. Hiram actually agrees to this, but on the condition that FP help keep the cells full at the slave labor prison. Yeah. So cool. They, I don't think, are aware of the implications of the politics of this shit. Yeah. Yeah, we can we can talk about that in the in the as we get into the <laughs> segments. I wouldn't be shocked if there's a river don't in here somewhere. Oh, perhaps. But Betty attempts to contact escapees from the farm, but most of them are not interested in talking until one calls back and arranges a meeting. That's the scene. We're doing a lot of these where it's just literally one small thing happens, and then that's the end of the scene. I've, I've complained about that already. Uh, it's sort of ironic that Archie is showing character development regarding honesty and owning up to his shit while simultaneously being dumb to the point of lethal pugilistic self-destruction. Like, he's choosing to learn his lesson about honesty and responsibility in the act of getting beaten to death by, like, a mafia boxer man, mm-hmm. I think that this is ample evidence that for at least one episode, Archie has entered himbo mode. <laughs> yeah. Because he is being pure and very, very stupid. This is true. I, so. feel I have some thoughts on, like, whether himbo can be a mode. Um, I feel like it's more... Of like a like a lifestyle, um, but that's that's neither here nor there. That's true. I simply call it mode because I don't trust anything to stick. Oh yeah, no, that's fair. That's that's just mm-hmm. like I said, neither here nor there. Uh, he's, what the he's rules dabbling of with the lifestyle. Are. Um, yeah. Martha, the farm survivor. That's why I said that name. Meets Betty in the funker. Uh, she left. Turns out, right after her sister's drowning death during a ceremony in service of an occult objective that the farm calls. 
Ascension, bum, 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 bum. Hinting at what we've known since, like, get out of town or so, uh, that the Gargoyle King and the farm are connected in some way. Or rather, we would know that if Riverdale could be counted on to make a bit of goddamn sense. As it stands, we'll see. I feel like every episode they go, today we bring you nothing. Tomorrow, who knows? (laughs) (laughs) It was just every single episode of this show. Mm Mm-hmm. It's seeming that way. Josie provides the soundtrack for Archie's boxing match, a deliciously on-the-nose cover of Tina Turner's We Don't Need Another Hero from the fucking Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome soundtrack. And she does sing the line where Thunderdome is actually a lyric. Yes, she does. Yeah. It's very good. Josie arrives mid-fight, but the ref is apparently bought off too in this situation due to a blatant headbutt that the ref just doesn't care about. And hell, let's throw in the judges being bought off in the deal as well. Uh, Archie loses by split decision. There is one honest judge, apparently. It was very funny, though, that Keller's like, all right, if you want to not die, you got to knock him out. And then Archie, neither of those outcomes happen. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> yeah, it turns out Elio's boxer is actually, like, not that good. He's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. And he's big, too, right? Like, Yeah. It's also a factor. But he's not nearly as physically impressive as some of the people that Archie had to fight in jail, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, he just likes to headbutt people and have refs and judges that are bought off. He's no it Turns out dog. it's a really good strategy for winning boxing matches. He's no baby teeth. That's right. Ah, oh, God, baby teeth. I forgot about I that him. name. How did I forget that? Man. Alice prepares to risk death so that Gargoyle Senpai might notice her. And Betty crashes the ceremony and nobody stops her from getting Alice out of the water. Like, they don't help her, but they do not move to interfere in any way as she saves Alice with CPR while everyone just stands around. Did we even talk about the scene where she met with the lady in the stink bunker? Yeah. 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 Okay, my brain must have just fucking... Okay. In the stink bunker. <laughs> the stunker. I did, I did call it the funker. I didn't I didn't fuck up too bad. The, the stunker is uh, also... I the stunker like is also... The stunker thing. is what it's like after. Yeah. Oh, stunker. No. Uh. Oh, no. Would you hush? But yeah, the, uh, the farm cult basically stand around like the writers forgot to put anything for them in the script. <laughs> yeah. You guys, our script doesn't... Say, just stand there. It's fine. It's fine. It'll be fine. No one will question it because the show is already so goddamn weird. Post-boxing match, Jarchi Boinking commences to some show tunes. I wanna be a part of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, And Hiram threatens his family. Shockingly, there are actual consequences, at least for now, for Veronica's incredible stupidity. And she is forced to admit what she did in order to stop her mother from getting good and murdered and she now owes her father a poop load of money yeah gladys shows up with some newly recruited gargoyles which jughead does not approve of and i note you can tell that he doesn't approve of them because of some of the most amazing facial acting i have ever seen he's wagging he's like shaking his finger at them with like huge eyes and closed mouth like he's just (laughs) holding it in with the fucking jamie lee curtis picture it's, where she has the water and she's like it's, it's not unlike that it's really 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 a lot 
Betty cannot get a hold of Martha anymore. Martha has disappeared, and Clark and Bruce are no longer friends, I guess. And Alice is fully bought in on the farm shit now. Like, she wants to sell the house and have the whole family go live on the farm. And that is the, uh, that is the end of the episode. Oh, that's a stinger. reveal that she's all in on it, and things are bad. Yeah. Woof! What an episode, what folks. What an episode. That was... A fucking mess. It was a lot. Uh, one of my cats just turned my room into a stunker. Uh oh. <laughs> cat update. Biscuity knocked a whole bowl of spinach. Time. What? <laughs> oh, Biscuity knocked a whole bowl of spinach out of my hand earlier because I wouldn't give him enough of it to eat. <laughs> did he? Uh, did he get the data he needed for his gravity experiment? Oh no! It was an act of pure spite. He wanted the spinach. He wanted to eat the spinach so bad. I gave him like three pieces. The first time I gave him one, he like howled when I handed it out to him. Parent, I need you to know this is not about science. No, he was doing it purely out of spite. He's like, give me the fucking spinach or I'm going to kill you. And I'm like, you can't kill me. You're a baby. And he said, fine, fuck you. And he knocked it out of my hand. Like I was trying to eat it as fast as I could. Like just sitting there with a bowl of spinach on the couch. Like I'm just picturing Quinn hoovering spinach, eyes wide, sweat pouring down their face. I was trying, but I couldn't even get there because he would like he would interfere drastically. Like he was up in my face, he was like trying to put his paws in the bowl. It was a mess. Like Yeah. Chaos Chaos critters. Yeah, that's Uh, anyway. Yeah, let's 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 talk about fucking what this Riverdews, huh? Let, uh-huh. I can I guess I can lead. Uh my Riverdew, I think, is going to be that they at least toyed with entertaining the idea of a character arc for Archie, like Oh, here's a callback to something that he went through. Here's a similar mm-hmm. dilemma. Are things going to be any different this time? Ding, 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 ding. It's definitely my Riverdue as well. Yeah. It's like, it's the closest thing to Archie, again, learning or having character development that's ever really happened in the show. Yeah. Like, because he started out as a purely good character who was being abused by, you know, a horrible monster who I'm glad died. Mm-hmm who had some, you know, problematic reactions to that situation that he was in, but it wasn't his fault. Uh, Then he just suddenly became evil in season two because he thought Hiram was so damn cool. He said, I am no longer baby. I want power. Mm -hmm. And then he sort of decided that he hated Hiram, but then he was just an angst boy and they did the whole spirit journey thing with him the start of this season. And like, it really didn't work. Mm -mm. Like it just, but this is actually, oh, I am learning from an mistake. Yep. My Even Riverdew. if it might kill me. <laughs> yes. Uh, but like I said, he can't not be stupid. That would, no. that would be too much. That's, that's like a main pillar of Archie's character. And I don't think that they are ever going to change that. Um, just like how Betty's has a ponytail. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Um, and Veronica does stupid things that she and the show try to frame as intelligent because that's like a lodge hereditary trait. Yes. Um, and Cheryl has red hair. So, you know, character traits. Um, 
My Riverdue is that I actually really like Jarchi. I feel like I maybe have had this as a Riverdue in a previous episode. It's possible. But I I think that they're genuinely very cute to get together, and I feel like Josie uh, will be very good for Archie, and I hope that they continue to be a thing. She's been a shockingly good influence on him so far, because she's like, what if you concentrated on your interests <laughs> what if instead you of, a like, of revenge shit? and self-destruction and crime? And he's like, oh shit, I never even considered like, oh, not man, being that terrible. is way better. That is that is way better. Wow. So yeah, that's my river do. I think that Jarchi is very cute and I have I am mildly hopeful that the writers won't completely fuck that up. Um runner up Riverdue, I suppose for me, speaking of Jarchi, is just the fact that they did the Tina Turner cover. Like fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was really weird when she shows up halfway through when diegetically <laughs> she's still singing. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You were you were creating the implication that these are happening at the same time. It's very strange. <laughs> yeah, they were not. They were not. Uh, they they definitely lost the plot on that one. A it little really bit. breaks the illusion when she it, shows it up. It was a very. The song. It was a very strange. Well, it's 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 similar to how they had Jughead narrating in his sleep this episode. Yeah, yeah. it's true. It, they're they're losing control. <laughs> Oh, River Don'ts, what an embarrassment of riches. Not quite as much as maybe another episode we're going <laughs> to talk about that you'll hear about in two weeks, but uh, oh, there's God. there's a lot. Yeah. For me, it's like, I really didn't like the entire Gargoyles plot line, and it just like, it hit the fucking pits of the shit for me around the curse <laughs> stuff. The pits of the shit, so. I was just like, fuck you, this isn't fucking, like... I just started resenting the show a lot when they they tried to make Kurtz happen. It's true. They're really trying to make it happen. Like, he's just a collection of tropes connected to things that we've already played out and ruined the potential of in this season. He is a shallow, bony marionette rattling around in the garbage, and I hate him for it. (laughs) That is very apt. (laughs) So I've got two River Don'ts, sort of, and one of them has to be a runner-up. I will save the one that I think is more likely that maybe someone else has it as a River Don't, and then I'll bring it up if we don't get to it. But I'm just so angry about the end of this episode, folks. I know that we've I've already complained about Alice being character assassinated a lot of times, but... The fact that now she's like, no, 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 no. Like, I literally love the people who tried to, like, murder me, and I want to sell our house and all go live in the death cult. I'm like, for fuck's sake, you were you were smart before, and, like, for all your flaws, you were not, like, a weak-willed fucking moron. And, like, ugh. Uh, without spoiling, <laughs> this actually gets worse in light of the big reveal at the end of the season. Um, And I I keep thinking about that in terms of, like, weird shit that's happening with the farm. And I'm like, why? Why? And I can't can't say anything else. I'm going to laugh my fucking ass off if it turns out that Edgar Ever and Ever is just uh, an identity that Hal has assumed. Or Chick. (laughs) But uh, we'll see. We'll see. That's that's my river note, though. It's just like the the fucking depths of garbage that Alice has been transformed into. I um my river don't is just how like aggressively this show doesn't understand what a gang is or how gangs <laughs> operate. That's re- like I feel like that covers a lot of bases of things that upset me in this episode. 
but a lot yeah. of it is like none none of this is how gangs literally none of it yeah. except maybe jackets maybe yeah uh gangs are treated much as souped up hot rods and hearses and uh all other things are treated in this show which is that they didn't do the research also uh-huh. why are literally all of the gang members teenagers that like when when the serpents were introduced it was like all adults but now it's like teenager fucking city well let me tell you why it's true let me tell you why it's it's pretty simple Hawkeye retired, Tallboy's dead, and FP's the sheriff now. Makes you think. So and those were the only adults, apparently. Yeah. All of the other it. adults were just like fabrications of my imagination, and they just disappeared. Yep. When they were tulpas. Guys... Oh, tulpas God. of FP and oh, Tallboy and Hawkeye. Yeah. My runner-up Riverdone is just how Veronica and consequently the show seem to just not think that prison labor is bad. Yeah. Or like... Or, like, inflating prison census to get more slave labor also. Like, like, they really they really don't deal with how horrifying that is. It's just like, oh, that's better than drugs, so do that because instead. Because it's, it's legal. Like, what, is, but it, it just, is it so much better? Like, come on. It kind of skirts around how, like, if, you, if you're using prison labor and you're purposefully filling the prisons with more people, how many of those people are there on trumped-up charges just because you want more free labor? Or very low cost labor, like it's it's skirting around but not actually addressing that issue, and that bothers the shit out of me. And like just that we have one of the main four characters actively advocating for, yeah, let's just let's focus on making money off our prisoners rather than off of drugs mm-hmm. because that's legal. Like what a what a blue check liberal take. Yep, and it's so funny that um. They're also like, oh yeah, no, obviously we'll force uh, FP to be a corrupt sheriff. That's like naturally, naturally, no problem. Yeah, um, let's just, yeah, let's just make this guy's life impossible. That's part of our plan. Like, obviously that's fine. No problem. Yeah, it sucks. Um, All right, weekly weirds. Let's, let's talk about that, that shit. I think for me, my weekly weird is definitely going to be that Betty met with Martha in the stink bunker because she was clearly upset and very worried. She was like on edge, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like, I need to do this. If we're going to talk, we need to do it in like a safe and secure place. And then Betty drags her out into the woods, drags her underground into a poorly lit bunker. I would have run away immediately. Like every, I would have been absolutely there's every horrified. reason in the world for her to have been like, oh no, they are trying to fuck me up. Like they're trying to do me harm. I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. She should have never made it to the stunker. It no, was just absolutely an absolutely no baffling choice. Very strange indeed. Yeah, I know a place in the woods where no one will find you. Super, super normal. Um, not and Martha's like, ooh, perfect. <laughs> the only way it would be better is if it smelled like old cum. <laughs> well, wouldn't you know it? We call it the stunker. <laughs> you won't believe what I've got in store for you. Funk. Robert. Some call it stunk. Oh, God. I've got a weekly weird, and it's very meta. It's sort of a metatextual weekly weird here. But it's the fact that Veronica must now pay back the money that she owes her dad for destroying his property. The fact that there are consequences for incredibly stupid shit that Veronica does is, I think, new to the show and took me aback. Mm-hmm. So it, it, weekly weird is that like actions in previous episode have consequences that are happening now. Yeah, 
Yeah, that almost never happens. I don't trust them to keep it going or whatever, but like, hey. Um, my weekly weird is that uh, when Keller was training Archie, he mentioned that he he learned how to box in the army. And I just find that very bizarre because as far as I'm aware, <laughs> <laughs> and th- this is based on... Uh, uh, just kind of like loosely gathered knowledge. I have a lot of military family, but no one in the army, so maybe I'm wrong. But as far as I'm aware, they don't do boxing I, in the I, army. <laughs> I believe that you misunderstood. He learned how to box in the army. Is this about pegging? Who could say? <laughs> <laughs> I think Sierra McCoy uh, could say. It, 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 it was super, super strange. And it comes up later when he's talking about the opponent for the match. And he's like, well, he wasn't in the army and he wasn't forced to do a bunch of underground fights. So who could say what his pedigree is? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, the two respectable roots to become yes, a boxer. You want, yeah, those are the, the two skill trees. Like, you really wonder what Keller's conception of boxing actually is at the end of this episode. I just, sir, I have so many questions for you. How are you, wh- what makes you an expert? On, well, I was in the army, so obviously yeah. I news, know everything about boxing. Good news, Archie. I've done some scouting and your opponent hasn't even invested skill points in the bear scarred trait. Yeah, no. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. God damn it, he says. Ah, uh, I can't believe that he invested in a third prestige class. God fucking damn it. Yeah. God dang it. Yeah, it's, it, it's a very weird one. He's... <laughs> It was very weird. Um, so that's all of them, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The episode was bad. Yeah. Uh, something that I didn't really... I harped on it twice a little bit, but I didn't get quite deep enough into it. This is this is an overall thing that I noted in this episode that, like, fortunately the next episode isn't really like this, uh, though it sucks absolute shit anyway. Um, many of the scenes are, like, 20 seconds long in this episode. Like, like I said, they just, they get in for one small dialogue exchange or one action or one reveal and then the scene's over. But like, there are so many points of perspective that you're cycling through these and very little actual progress on any individual plot happens for most of the episode. So it manages to be both at the same time relentless and boring. And that's a bad combo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's not very fun to watch. But... We soldier on. We're not going to throw this fight, listeners. We at River Do's and River Don'ts will uh, we'll do our very best to win, crooked judges and all. We will join you next time for Season 3, Episode 14, Chapter 49, Ugh, Fire Walk With Me. <laughs> Look forward to that, and we'll see you soon.